Hey friends, welcome to Wild Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Ainsley B. I'm so excited you're here today. During our time together, we're gonna hear some incredible stories on how to find, keep, and share your wild confidence in Christ. If you want to be inspired to do the dang thing, lean into our conversation today. One of my dear friends, Miss Janine, is hanging out with us today. Janine, how are you? Girl, I am so good. How are you? (laughs) I'm so good and so dang glad that you are hanging out today. I'm so, so glad to get to be here. So honored to get to spend this time with you. And honestly, so proud of you for doing this, like starting this podcast. I think that you have such a um, beautiful and unique voice and you have so much goodness to share. And I know you also have a lot of really great friends out there who can share on things as well. And anyway, I'm just like total hype girl over here. So I'm glad (laughs) to be here. You are the best. I mean, you're (laughs) definitely one of the first people I thought of whenever it came to (laughs) Um, this podcast. So I'm very excited. And hey, if y'all don't know Janine, first of all, immediately run, don't walk to get (laughs) to know her. Um, She is a Nashville based. Oh my gosh, I got to clear my throat. throat) I'm a professional. I'm a professional. You got this. (laughs) She is a Nashville based digital content creator and wandering wild heart who is passionate about purpose-filled travel, simple living, and keeping it real. She's super real, y'all. I love that about her. <laughs> you can find her sharing all things life, travel, faith um, on her blog. And she also hosts a podcast called Wild Hearts and helping others discover and live out their wildest dreams through her online course, The Simple Guide to Solo Travel. Janine, one of my favorite things about you is actually um, how you initiated our meeting. Do you uh-huh. remember that, <laughs> how that went down? Yeah, I think I had um, recently moved to Nashville for the first time. Um, I don't, it was probably back in like 2014, maybe 20. I don't remember. I mean, I'm I getting old. Then. Oh gosh, it, yeah, ages. I, I just like can't remember anything anymore. I do know that <laughs> though that I reached out to you on Instagram mm-hmm. um, back before it was like kind of culturally access like acceptable to do that, I guess. Um, yep. And you had started Unveiled campaign. And I absolutely loved the mission behind it and the message and all the things that you were doing with it. And so I just kind of took a chance and decided to reach out and ask if you needed any help um, because I wanted to just kind of help serve that mission that you had going on. And so we decided to go grab coffee at, I think it was Frothy Monkey in 12 South. Yeah. Um, and we just totally hit it off. We ended up becoming pretty great friends. I did get to help with some stuff with Unveiled. And Mm -hmm. then eventually I was a bridesmaid in your wedding, (laughs) (laughs) which was amazing and so much fun. And, um, I don't know, I've got, we've gotten to spend time in so many different kind of stages of life so far. I got to visit you guys in New York when you lived there. And, um, yeah, I just love the way that our friendship started and has like just morphed into what it is now. I do too. I think that was one of the things that I love most about you is how you are so, um, you're, you're not afraid to take a risk and like reaching out to people on Instagram was not the move whenever you (laughs) were like, like, I mean, it wasn't popular. It wasn't like people weren't really making Instagram friends. And yet you, I feel like started that trend and showed me how to do that. Mm-hmm. and be just confident and like, Hey, I think you're cool. I want to be a friend. You want to be my friend? Let's hang out. 
And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It was pretty scary. And yeah, you're right. It like wasn't cool. It was, it was back when people said like, what? You made a friend on the internet? Like, is that safe? Yeah. <laughs> yes, that is. That's exactly what, what people were saying. And yet look mm-hmm. what our friendship turned out to be. Look what, look like, what God did. Look what he did. Look what he had did. <laughs> Cause you're someone that like, you're someone I find deep, like comfort in, like, I just, you're a safe place for, I know not just me, but definitely for me. And, um, whenever I'm thinking about like all the, the things that you've done that inspire me or move me, one of those is something I wish I would have done at all, um, <laughs> is travel solo. Mm-hmm. You yeah. traveled around Europe by yourself. Yeah. she's like yeah I sure did how did you like find the confidence to do that like what inspired you to do that tell me everything yeah well I mean it definitely didn't happen overnight um (laughs) I I was terrified honestly at the beginning um of even considering solo travel so just for like a little bit of backstory I you know this about me but I spent two years uh, here in Nashville working really really hard and I worked a lot of different jobs to get out of debt to pay off my student loans um and then I spent another about a year saving to travel um and I ended up kind of moving back to my home state in California and um yeah I eventually planned for a four and a half month trip around Europe, which unbeknownst to me at the time ended up being my first four month trip around Europe. Um, cause I ended up taking another one another year later, but I, I, mm. Mm, let me see. I was just, I was terrified. That's like the, the real honest answer. I thought it just sounded so scary to even consider, um, like it took me a while to even be comfortable going to the movies by myself. Um, wow. so I tried to, take some like small steps, uh, like going to the movies by myself or going to a coffee shop by myself or like the like taboo I felt like was going to a restaurant by myself. Um, because I was just anticipating doing that a lot. Like I was going to do that for a long amount of time, um, consecutively. And so I figured I should probably give it a shot in the place where I lived. And so I did a little bit of that. Um, but the thought of, yeah, being out in the world by myself in new places where the language might be different or the currency might be different and knowing that, you know, I wouldn't have someone else to, rely on or do adventures with or you know make memories with it was a little it was it was more than a little it was scary um but what I realized was it also sounded super exciting um which I honestly is what what probably kept me going I I've learned that kind of towing that line between being like really terrified and also really excited is kind of the best place you can be I have come to call it the quote-unquote sweet spot Because I think it's where something inside of you is like sparked up, like there's a fire ignited in you, but you know that God has to come through for it to work out. And that was what solo travel felt like to me because I was like, I'm terrified of it, but also it sounds amazing. And I don't, I don't think, actually, I would say I know I can't do it without God being with me. And so um, I always kind of imagine it's like when you're on the edge of a cliff and you decide to like take that first step off and you don't know if something's going to kind of catch you on the way down. Um, And yet God always catches us. It might not look the way we expect, but he always catches us. Um, 
So yeah, I how did I find my confidence in solo traveling? I mean, I talked to a lot of people. I talked to a lot of um I would say like real life adults, like people who are in their like 40s. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I'm considering doing this thing. Like, does that sound as crazy or as irresponsible as I feel like it might be? And almost every, I don't think anyone said anything negative. Basically, everyone said, no, go do it. I wish I would have, or I wish I could. Like, this is the time in your life. Um, like, it, it, one person in particular said, you know, imagine what the worst case scenario would be, um, like, in, in your fear. What is the worst case scenario of traveling solo? And for me, it was just, like, that I couldn't do it. Like, that I would get out there and I would be so anxiety-ridden and so, like, paralyzed by fear that I'd have to come back home. And she basically said, like, and do you think that that would actually happen? And, you know, once I started really wrestling through it, I was like, probably not. Like, it probably wouldn't happen. I'd probably be okay. Um, so that being said, I just, like, did a lot of research. I, I'm someone who's, like, if I want to learn about it, I'm going to just, like, dive headfirst. So yeah. I read a lot of books and blog posts and watched YouTube videos and listened to podcasts all about solo travel because I just wanted to feel as prepared as possible. Um, and then I took like a, a short term, like a long weekend solo trip. Well, first I came and visited you and Justin when you lived in New York. Um, yeah. And that helped because I was like, hey, if I can navigate, you know, public transit in one of the busiest cities in the United States, I probably can manage my way around some big Europe cities. And so, cause I came like during the week, so you guys were working. Um, yeah. and so it was like this perfect blend of like, I had two days to myself to explore and then two days of exploring with you. And so it was this mm -hmm. perfect balance. And I was like, dang, I did it. That was awesome. And then a few months later I did a solo trip to Vancouver, British Columbia, which was my like way of traveling internationally, even though Canada and the U S aren't that different. Um, <laughs> But I was like, I'm going to go somewhere. It still it yeah. Counts. I was like, I have to get a passport stamp. It counts. Um, but I did yeah. a long weekend there. And that one I really was by myself, stayed in an Airbnb and, um, you know, ate by myself and did, you know, I went to like Capilano Suspension Bridge Park by myself. But it was great because I actually like ended up meeting other travelers. And so that made me feel a little bit more comfortable with solo travel too. So I'd say like, yeah, the, the confidence thing wasn't overnight. I think it was just like a lot of small steps. Um, and then also like talking to people and getting input from other people that I really trusted and I, who I knew um, would be honest with me, but then also like come alongside me and pray for me in that because it did feel very big and very scary at the time. Yes. I mean, I, I love that. It's like having people surround you and prepare you for the big game kind of, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then taking those little steps. I actually went to that suspension bridge too one time and, uh, how incredible. Oh my God. Is it's it? so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And I, I don't know what time of year you went. I was there in March, so it was still pretty cold, but it uh -huh. was, there was like fog descending down the <gasps> like, mountain oh, and there was nobody there. Cause it was like kind of drizzly. It was it was beautiful. What? It was so pretty. Highly recommend. Everyone should go to Vancouver. I agree. I literally, when I was there, specifically on that, in that little right past this suspension bridge, mm -hmm. I was like, I feel like number one, I'm in where the wild things are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And number two, this is probably one of the most beautiful places I've ever been in my life. Yes. It's it felt so like pretty. the earth was just like giving me a hug, which sounds very granola, but that's okay. <laughs> you know what I also love too is like, 
it Vancouver is such it's a city it's a metropolitan city but you are yeah. so close to so much I think this is probably a Canada thing but they just have so much beautiful landscape and so many different yeah. opportunities to get out into nature um man if I could like realistically like move to Canada I probably would but you know same I would agree <laughs> I would seriously agree with that. When I was looking, like, I was just like, there's just, it's so incredible. It's so beautiful. There's mm-hmm. just everything there. So as you're like, you know, getting ready, you're kind of like hyping yourself up. You're getting people around you hyped mm-hmm. up. You're taking these little baby steps to prepare for that big game. Was there like a turning point or a moment of impact where you were like, yeah, this is it. Like, I'm, I'm ready. Let's go. Yeah. So, I mean, the New York trip really helped. And then the Vancouver trip really helped. Um, I also think the planning process was actually at first it was overwhelming, but, but over time, as I was able to kind of sift through all the information that exists out there, which turns out there is way too much. Um, (laughs) once I was able to kind of like simplify it into what really made sense and what I needed to know for solo travel, I was, I felt really ready. Um, I mean, there were definitely still a couple of doubts lingering in my mind simply because this was going to be a much longer, bigger, more involved trip than my my little like four day five day jaunts um in the past but yeah just planning for it like really helped because I felt like I was learning a ton about solo travel from people who had done it I think that that was kind of the key is like anyone can have an opinion on what could work but actually learning from people who have done it and have like made the mistakes and had the trial and error was really helpful I would also say like you know part of part of my my mentality in like before I took off on the Europe trip was I'm someone who's pretty type A. Um, like I like lists and I like plans. Like I was telling you earlier um, that I like made notes for this podcast episode and mm-hmm. I said, don't skip any questions because otherwise I'll jumble <laughs> over, jumble over my thoughts. And so I tend to, at least in the past, be a little bit more of like that kind of need for control like that's kind of where I would live and I Mm -hmm. had to really mentally come to terms with the fact that my trip was not going to go 100% according to plan Um, and a lot of older wiser people spoke that over me as well especially ones who knew my personality Um, (laughs) and that ended up being a huge blessing like so much more than I could have ever imagined because as you can imagine, things did go wrong and they will for any trip or anything that you plan for. Something will go wrong, but it's yeah. your willingness to, to learn how to go with the flow one, but then two, like trust your gut, like trust your instincts and trust what God's telling you to do. And then three, like know when to ask for help when things go wrong. I just knowing, I think just having that in the back of my mind of like, okay, hey, I have a plan, but also I know that some things aren't going to go according to this plan really in some weird kind of almost opposite way gave me the confidence to like go for it. I think, um, I think the, I I tend to be a little rigid, Uh, not me, but like, I like, I like plans. Like I just said. So like, I think that rigid tendency can almost keep us from seeing the beauty or keep us from having the confidence if we feel like we need to like have a tight grip on everything. Um, and I learned that just kind of like loosening that grip or having completely open hands, if you want to go like full throttle, it just, it just like, it does up your confidence and it ups your trust in yourself. And I don't know. Yeah. Thinking about all of that and, you know, considering like things will go wrong and like, just for 
just for kicks and giggles, there were plenty of things that went wrong. Um, let's see. I uh, There was a train strike in France, so I had to figure out a completely, yeah, the day of, I had to figure out a new way to get to a city that was two hours away. Um, yeah. my, I went on an overnight train to save money from um, Lisbon, Portugal to Madrid. And for some reason, and everyone spoke Spanish. And I took Spanish in high school, but like, that doesn't count. <laughs> so yeah. I was sitting on this train and all of a sudden we stopped in the middle of nowhere, like not at a train station, in the middle yeah. of a track. And we were stuck there for three and a half hours at like four in the morning and nobody could explain what? why. It was so weird. It was a little bit in the moment scary. But then once they started telling us what was happening, a really nice woman who realized I was by myself and didn't speak Spanish kind of explained that. Anyway, it was a long story. But that train ride also, like, because we were sitting for 10 hours, my ankles got swollen. Like, they swole up for, like, two days. It was bad. Mm -mm. Um, But nothing compares to um, my car rental breaking down in the middle of (gasps) Ireland. So, so, like, things went wrong. (laughs) But I think that those things actually ended up increasing my confidence because, you know, like I said, I had to learn how to rely on myself. I had to like kind of let go of the plans or the expectations and just figure things out, like lean on other people, trust that God was going to do something and teach me something. And almost every single time there was a lesson in that quote unquote interruption. Um, so I think that just like combined with like taking those small steps, taking, you know, smaller trips, um, talking to other people and learning from other people who've done it or whose like advice I really trust and then like just preparing for the unexpected really upped my confidence those were definitely kind of turning point moments for me when I was scared that's wild I feel I need you to write a book a girl I am (laughs) (laughs) love it I mean like I'm imagining if I were in that situation like it to the outside world, it's like, yes, yeah, like eat, pray, love. But when, like on the inside, it's like, no, starve, cry, hate. Like, <laughs> that's what's in my mind. Like if I were in that experience. They were moments. I won't lie. They were moments. <laughs> like, absolutely not. Oh, my gosh. So, okay. So those are the kind of things that were like, you know, getting you prepared, but how did you stay confident? Like in the middle of all of this, mm-hmm. I mean, and it's, it's not just chaos, right? There's beauty and there's wonder and there's all of these things, but how did you stay confident when things were going wrong in the uh-huh. midst of everything? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, on a practical level, prior to like setting off on that trip, I, um, learned, from like I said, I learned from other travelers. So I read some books that were just specifically about solo travel, especially solo female travel, which honestly is its own, you know, entity in in and of itself. So I tried to learn from as many people as I possibly could, whether I actually knew them or not. Um, And I think that that definitely upped some confidence levels. Because for one, I think I realized in, in learning and reading and listening and all that, I, I, was more prepared than I realized I was like, Oh, okay. I had those moments of like, Oh, I'm, I'm probably going to be okay because I already knew this or, yeah. you know, that sort of stuff. Um, and then I also took a self-defense course like the year before, just like, uh. just because I thought like it was like a one day thing. It was only a couple hours. It's kind of like an introduction to self-defense, but as a single female, 
traveling the world by myself. I think people get like um, the like mindset of if you've ever seen the movie like Taken. Yes. <laughs> Which terrified yes. me when I watched that in college. Um, yes. I think that's what people think like solo travel is going to be like. It's just going to be this terrifying experience where you're constantly a target or whatever. Um, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to take this self-defense course just so I have it in my back pocket. Um, and I'm mm-hmm. so glad I did because it was part educational and then part like physical. So they spent the first bit just like training us mentally um, like sharing a bunch of facts and like things to do, things to avoid. And then we did a little bit of the like physical, like if you, if something were to happen, here's what you would want to do. And I found that to be really empowering, whether you're going to travel or not, I found it to be super empowering. I would recommend like, if you're ever someone who's like, I just want to feel a little bit more like I could, I don't know, handle myself, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, just go do it. And also you'll just feel like a badass I hope I can say that but yeah like, you for will. sure you can so um those were kind of some of the practical things I did now on a spiritual level which honestly I think was even more important um I just did my best to stay connected and tuned into Jesus and honestly um that actually wasn't the easiest for me on that first trip because I did I yeah I did take two trips to Europe um and I did like eight months of U.S. travel by myself, including like a cross-country solo road trip, which was yes, wild. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, and, but that coming off of that, my last year I had lived in Nashville before moving back to my hometown. It had been a really tough, um, I would even say like dark spiritual season for me. And I was a little jaded. Um, I still like I just was in a season of, of wandering. That's the easiest way for me to put it. I wasn't wandering away from my faith, but I was definitely wandering around. I had a lot of questions. I had some doubts. I had some, I had been burned by a few Christians and, um, I was just not in like the most solid place spiritually. And it was kind of ironic because my whole mindset in moving back home was that I was going to take those few months before that big trip. And I was like, going to get spiritually ready. And then, mm-hmm. like, all of a sudden, I looked up, and I was two weeks away from, you know, setting off to London, and I hadn't done anything to be spiritually ready, and I felt, oh, like, wow. such a failure, um, and, I, and I remember, like, telling God, like, I'm so sorry that I'm not – I didn't do what I wanted to do or what I thought I was supposed to do, and I so clearly felt like he was saying to me, and who, but, like, who, who told you that that was the plan? Like, who told you you had to be spiritually ready before the trip? And it was a moment of, like, it was like a gut punch because I realized I had thought I had to be ready before heading out on the trip, but it turned out it was on the trip that God was going to teach me so, so much. Um, So it took me a bit, even while I was traveling, to really lean in because I think I knew there was some junk I hadn't dealt with. And I was like, I don't really want – I want to avoid that. So I just, like, kept – busying myself with the travels and then like two months in you're just exhausted from seeing so many new places and making daily decisions multiple times a day about where you're gonna eat and where you're gonna go and like all those things and I I had a moment in Ireland where God just like totally met me in the most powerful but most grace-filled um kind of unexpected way um And so that being said, like staying connected, even if it doesn't feel like um, you're the most, uh, what's the, what's the best way to say this without sounding like silly, like you're the best Christian. Maybe that's the best way to say it. Like knowing that God is with you and that he's for you, 
um, while I was traveling, as long as I did that, I felt like I could do it. And I think I felt like God had told me to take that trip without using words. I just had a very strong impression on my heart that I was supposed to take that solo trip. And so Mm -hmm. doing that, um, I think, you know, throughout the travels, even if I wasn't praying every day or opening my Bible, like I knew I was still doing what I was supposed to be doing, but it did that moment where like I felt his presence um, changed everything. And, and honestly affirmed so much of what I had believed months before I even took that trip which was that I was exactly where I was supposed to be. So yeah, that's kind of like how I stayed confident. Now I would have loved while I was planning for my trip, if there was like, just like a one-stop shop to have learned all the things that I ended up spending 75 hours researching or something. It was some crazy number. Um, So yeah. So anyway, I just, I decided to actually create something because nothing really existed out there where it was like, I could just go here, learn about solo travel, learn how to plan for it, how to budget, how to do all this stuff. I just had to do it on my own when I did my own trips. And so I've gotten asked a lot about solo travel. So I just decided to create my own course about it, which is really exciting, but also terrifying, which again is that sweet spot. So (laughs) hopefully I'm doing the right thing. (laughs) Oh, you absolutely are. I'm, I'm so excited to take your course. Um, I mean, I'm, I don't anticipate traveling solo very often. I don't think Justin would um, <laughs> want to miss out on that. Yeah. <laughs> on any on any of that. But I remember going to uh, he and I were meeting up in uh, Toronto one mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, like I guess just how ha- I guess where he was traveling from, it was just the most it made the most sense for us to meet in Canada. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm I'm going to the airport and doing all these things by myself, international travel. And I remember literally, uh, I had gotten there hours and hours before he did, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. calling the Uber and going to our hotel, checking in, whatever. And I had hours to waste. And I remember just walking around being like, wait, this is actually incredibly empowering. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just did this and I felt incredibly empowered. So I can only imagine how, um, you know, months of doing that, <laughs> would change so much about you and, and allow the Lord to speak to you in ways that you'd never experienced before or in just a new way that he's like, Hey, I'm so everywhere and always, but you know, obviously in the midst of that, there's so many highs and lows. Mm -hmm. And what does it look like for you personally to like pull yourself out of like a low place of, of fear or maybe insecurity in the midst of everything? Yeah. Wow. Um, well, I think it can look different for different people. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, what I've learned about myself is that I tend to I tend to process things best by writing. Um, mm. So whether it's like journaling or writing out a blog post or like even just texting with a friend or something, I'm just almost always better at expressing how I'm really feeling through words. Uh, the written yeah. word. Um, so I have found a great way to start to pull myself out of those places is by writing everything out um, and being like as honest and raw and as authentic as possible, even if it's like really ugly, um, yeah. which can be hard for someone who, I mean, I don't know if we're going to talk about the Enneagram, but I'm a four. <laughs> 
uh, with yes. a, with, a, with a heavy three wing. But I think my my tendency to slip into that three or even into a one as um, fours go into one when they're healthy, sometimes that the like slipping into those spots can keep me from doing things or being honest because it's not pretty or perfect. Um, yeah. if that makes sense. But I've found yeah. that like just like getting out of myself and just writing things out tends to be a really great way for me to start to pull out of a place where I might be um, like it might be dark or I might be struggling or I might be scared. I also think that like um, I anytime I go back and read through journals, uh, whether they're digital, I took I did a digital journal like on a Google Doc when I was traveling or in my oh. like actual physical journal that I have with me now. Anytime I go back and read through them, they read like prayers. Um, mm. And that's how I tend to view when I do that kind of unfiltered writing is it's just uh, you know, a, a letter to God essentially about what whatever it might be going on. And I know, um, as I'm sure you do, that prayers have power. Like what we yeah. what we communicate to and how we communicate with God is it's powerful and yeah. God can God can change things. He can do things. He can provide new opportunities. He can, he can take us out of places that we're not supposed to be. And like, again, those don't always look the way we might think they do or think they will or expect that they will, but, um, something always happens. Like God can always do something. Um, I would also say like, I mean, just for a fun source, I should, shouldn't say fun cause it wasn't a fun night, but when <laughs> I was in, when I was in Paris, in a couple summers ago, I, Paris is like gorgeous and wonderful and I love it, but I, I had hit a point, I was there for a week and it was like toward the end of the week and I decided to go down to the Eiffel Tower to watch it light up at night, which is just this like really mm-hmm. magical ethereal experience. And yeah. I cried like in Ooh. public, I was sitting at, on the grass under the Eiffel Tower and I just cried (laughs) and then I was like I need to go and so I like got on the bus and I was still crying like I just had a moment of like Paris is the city of love so there's just couples everywhere I was three months into this trip and I just hit a moment of like oh spoiler alert I'm single so that might help bring context to this (laughs) to this story but like I just hit a moment of like feeling very lonely and very single and it was really tough and um I mean, I was crying on public transit in the middle of Paris. Like, it doesn't really get more pathetic, I don't think. But it was also a really healing experience because yeah. I I knew why I knew why it was happening, and I just prayed through it. Um, it also helped that I went to McDonald's and got a cheeseburger on my way home. But yeah. I kind of prayed through it, and I talked with some friends about it the next day. And um, yeah, it just was one of those moments of like. That was a really, it was, you know, one night, but it was really strong emotions. Um, Yeah. I felt things very deeply in that moment. So that being said, I think another way to kind of pull yourself out of those places that are really tough is by um, leaning into and learning from other people. Um, Mm. So like that experience in particular, I talked to someone who's basically like a mom figure in my life. She's been a mentor for me for a long time and she really helped provide clarity and encouragement. And, um, I found, you know, talking to friends and family really helps to pull us out of those kind of moments. 
you know, reading a self-help book of some kind, going to a counselor, like there, I think, I think staying isolated is probably the worst thing you could do. Um, So just like allow, open yourself up to people that you trust and who, you know, love you and are going to speak life over you. Um, Don't stay in those places alone. Like let others come in and bring their light because they're going to help you through, through a season that might feel a little bit dark. Yes. And amen. Yes. And amen. (laughs) I'm literally like I'm taking notes right now because I'm like this that's those are all the things that that I would say to someone who who just stepped off of the bus in Paris Mm -hmm. crying you know they have like (laughs) tear stained cheeks and you're just like hey like I don't even know you but I want to just hug you right now so is there anything in addition to that that you would say to someone who literally just stepped off of that bus and you just kind of encounter them on the sidewalk and you're like wait I can I can tell you're in that you're in a struggle. Like, mm-hmm. what would you say to them? Um, in addition would, to what the advice you just shared. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would say, like, first and foremost, know that it's okay. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's okay to be in a place where things are hard. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I think validating our feelings is really important, and maybe even yeah. trying to find the root of those feelings. Um, but just know that you don't need to stay there. So like if you're struggling and you need to cry it out and you need to eat a McDonald's cheeseburger at midnight in Paris, like, (laughs) yes, do what you need to do. Feel those feelings, but know that you don't have to stay in that place. And also know that like everyone has been there at some point. Like we've all, we all have struggled or are struggling or will struggle. Like it's a continuous cycle. There's always going to be things that kind of pop up. And then, yeah, I would repeat like leaning into people that um, you know and that love you love and who love you. Um, pray, like do a lot of prayer, whether that's like verbal communication with the Lord or writing it out or um, whatever whatever that might look like for you. Like really lean into God. Um, yeah, because he can he can do anything. Like I said, when I was in Ireland and I when I was traveling and I was in Ireland and I had that moment with him, like everything changed. It was like a veil was lifted. It, that was almost like kind of shrouding how beautiful everything around me was. I could wow. see it, but it wasn't clear, if that makes sense. And then yeah. God just like met me in this moment of really kind of desperation. And the veil was lifted. I feel like I'm using a lot of Christian lingo, but it's really what it yeah. felt like. And all of a sudden, yeah. everything was like more vibrant and colorful. And I, I sensed his presence more than ever before. So know that like people love you and they want to help you, but even more so like God loves you and wants to lead you and guide you and provide for you. And so prayer and leaning into his presence is the most important thing you can do. 1000%. Yeah. I couldn't mm-hmm. agree more. And I, I love the, I really love the, I mean, obviously I love the veil was lifted analogy and just imagery there. I mean, unveiled. Unveiled. Yeah. I just realized like, that. <laughs> it was literally based on that idea. And like, I think it's second Corinthians 318, maybe. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of the three verses that I can like actually remember, but you know, it talks about like those with unveiled faces and Mm -hmm. experiencing the Lord like that. And oh my gosh, how that can just absolutely change your world and change your life and change your outlook. But I mean, that takes a journey, right? Like that takes um, just time, effort, communication with the Lord. But what would, I'm thinking back to like, what would you say to Janine when years and years and years ago, less confident Janine, mm-hmm. you're sitting at a coffee table across from her, like what would you say to her? 
Okay, I would say two things. One, I love this question. So you should know that. I absolutely love this question. There are so many things <laughs> I would actually say to myself, but these are the top two. Um, mm-hmm. I would say be nicer to yourself um, yeah. because you are the only you that exists and you were made uniquely and perfectly and with purpose. Um, I mm. have been hard on myself my whole life. Um, and I think you know, as a 30 year old now, which blows my mind, um, I've realized, which is so silly that it's taken me this long, but I've realized my flaws are only flaws as perceived by me. Um, so really it's a moment of like, girl, get over yourself. Like, (laughs) yeah, don't see you, don't see you through, through, through what the world says is right or what culture says is perfect, see yourself the way the one who created you sees you. And that is as perfectly made, as special, as unique, um, and that you were made with and for a purpose and that no one else can um, change that or take that away from you. Um, So like to sum it up, I'd say be your own hype girl. Like just your yeah. hype girl, like that little girl, like this was like a meme like years ago. That little girl in the bathroom mirror, and she's like, "You're beautiful. You're awesome. You're gonna have yes. a great day." Like that's who you should be to yourself. Be nicer to yourself. Yeah, be your <laughs> own hype girl is my favorite thing. I'm, I'm writing it oh down. My God. Yes. Uh, the other thing I'd say, I kind of touched on this, uh, but it'd be to feel your feelings, but don't live in them. Um, I mm. have. You know the Enneagram far better than I do. I I was about to say that is so the best four advice ever. Yeah. Well, because, yeah, I'm a a four. um, And so I have a a bent toward melancholy. So just to kind of like sadness. um, And sometimes it can be for absolutely no reason. But um, it took me a while to like realize what that was and to be able to call it out. I struggled with depression and self-injury in high school and not to mention just like really low self-esteem for most of my teenage and even into my young adult years. And I think a lot of that rooted itself in not believing I was allowed to actually feel how I was feeling, especially if they would be considered quote unquote sad feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of repressed them, which wasn't healthy. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> but as an adult, as an adult now, I know that like my feelings are valid and they should absolutely be felt but they are not the truth. Um, Mm, I I think I've just kind of learned that balance of like my feelings in one hand and then reality in the other. Um, So they have to be kind of even. I think, I think my, my personality tends to go very feelings oriented. Like everything is about how I feel versus what's actually happening. And so I've had to learn how to balance those things, um, which has been really beautiful. Uh, just not allowing the feelings to take over everything. So yeah, feel, feel all the things, feel free to feel everything, but remember that they are not the truth. They are not reality and they don't have to guide every decision that you make. Yes. I love that. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, oh, it's very tempting to do. Oh, yeah. It's very tempting, like when people are like, trust, uh, what is it, uh, your heart, whatever. Listen to your heart. Yeah. I'm like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> not, my no. exes have shown me that my heart is not very trustworthy yeah. all the time. Like, or like my heart's impulsive. I would be like the most, yeah. I would be such an impulsive. I mean, I kind of am. I mean, I adopted a dog during quarantine. I am a little bit impulsive, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, don't listen to your heart. Like listen to what it says, but don't always do what it says. Yes. That is literally my prayer for other, for young girls mm-hmm. is like to learn to decipher that mm-hmm. and to realize how, how to do that. 
mm-hmm. with the Lord and partner with the Lord and do in and not always listening to your heart and being able to kind of discern the the wise thing to do in that moment. Mm-hmm. So, well, that's just my spiel about my prayer for young girls. Um, <laughs> I love it. I'm on board. I'm on board. <laughs> but, and as a community, as a, a wild confidence community, every listener, um, I I hope will pray for you in an area that you prefer. So how can we pray for you as a community? Oh, bless. Um, well, I we've <laughs> mentioned my online course. Um, yes. It just launched not too long ago, and it's called The Simple Guide to Solo Travel because, like mm-hmm. I said, there's so much information out there, but there's a lot that you don't really need to know or that is just kind of fluff. And so, you know, my goal in that is trying to help as many other people who have that, like, sense of wanderlust or really want to um, get out into the world but might feel like they don't even know where to start um, because I know what that's like because that was me. Yeah. I yeah. am passionate about, you know, helping them realize their travel dreams first, but then also, like, to equip them to actually be able to do it. And um, so just kind of prayers around that would be great, not because um, I care about being, like, a successful online course builder because that does not matter to me at all, but I know – and as you probably heard through our time together, like I know what God can do when I'm, yeah. when someone gets pulled out of their kind of normal routine or their everyday kind of, you know, day-to-day life. Um, I know the ways that we can hear God and see God moving that we might not be able to recognize otherwise. And so I'm, I'm most passionate about people being, being able to get out and explore the world, but also for God to meet them in new ways. And so prayers around that, just helping people and serving people would be amazing. Um, and then we kind of touched on that. I am working on a book, which I haven't touched in a while. I started it last summer when I was in Ireland and haven't Mm -hmm. touched it because I've been working on this course. I'm not good at having like competing creative ventures. And so um, (laughs) I just recently got back to writing that. So just prayers that God would continue to inspire the words that go into those pages um, would be so appreciated because I'm stoked about it. Yeah. I don't even know what I'm doing with it. I don't know if I'm going to publish it. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing with it. I just know God told me to write it. And so. Yes, he did. (laughs) Confirm and affirm. I'm <laughs> so excited for Thank both of these things. Thank you. So where can we like keep in touch with you? Where can mm-hmm. we find a simple guide to solo travel? Tell mm-hmm. all of our friends where they can find you. Uh, the best place on the to- internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not, not at your home. <laughs> my address is um no. Um, yeah. <laughs> my the best way to stay connected with me is probably through Instagram. That's where I'm the most active. Um, so my username is at Janine. It's just my first name. It's one perk to having a very oddly spelled name. Um, (laughs) so please give me a follow and send me a message. Let me know that you came over from this podcast. And, um, and then this, the course is available at simplesolotravel.com. Simplesolotravel.com. Yeah, girl. Perfect. I love it so much. I cannot wait. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for you. And I cannot thank you enough for just making time to pour out and share your wisdom with all of our friends. Girl, I love you. Thank you for having me. This has been so much fun. And um, yeah, I can't wait to see what God does with you and with this podcast. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out today. I pray that you're able to see yourself how the Lord sees you so you can hold your head a little higher and shine your confidence a little brighter. I would so appreciate if you would leave a review, subscribe, and share this with a friend. 
And of course, I want to stay connected with you. Find me on Instagram at Ainsley B. And my website is AinsleyBritton.com. See y'all later.